welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? I see the wells. Oh dear, all of them. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, I, you I assume when you take your hands down off of your eyes, I can see you. So, peekaboo. I believe. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, man. I don't know either. So, Jeff, what did you not do this week? <laughs> Everything. The last recordings. Um, I know you did things again. I, I uh, you know, you know, it's funny. Josh and I've been um, kind of texting. Wells got us all worked up a couple weeks back about a. Uh, uh, Boulevard's 30th anniversary, and so I'd been kind of keeping my eyes out for that. And I saw it finally; it popped into a store, and I went running, which is the first time I've done that in probably two years. Running? I was say you you went like truck running? Yeah, I like, mean, like I was like, up, oh, all right, I couldn't, you know, I was like, I only got this much time. I'm barely gonna make it. I gotta hurry up, and I was like hauling ass and like going straight through the store. Um, so we'll have that on a, on a upcoming show here. And, it's uh, just teasing me in the keys are until then. Yes, oh, yes. Uh, also picked up apparently Big Bad Baptist, and I can't believe we didn't cover this story. But apparently they got like you know five variants this year. Well, I didn't see anything about it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember seeing anything on you know that they published at least. Um, yeah, I don't either. But I've seen it hit like a couple bottle shops. There's a like I happen to stumble into the hazelnut latte and the chocolate rapture editions. And I guess there's a quintuple barreled version with with barrel aged salt, uh, of course, because cool uh, salted caramel. I guess is the the new additional flavor this year. I'm scared. I'm interested. I, you know, like I feel like we need one for the show just for giggles. But well, and there's also the peanut butter big bag Batista. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Wow, that's so bad. Oh, because I'm totally asking for that. I am. Cool. Somebody has to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I've got. Somebody on the case for me already, so we'll see if I can get it. Yeah, I, I uh, think we're just a couple years away. They can keep this up. A couple years away from Chris getting his octuple barrel variant. So, yep. I don't know if they're trying to like if they'll do a uh, like a tie-in, like a cross promotional item with ESPN for the Ocho or something. But oh, uh, you yeah. know, that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, that's that's the most um, beer excitement I've had in a while. Cool. So, so Wells, what did you do? Well, I went to a beer festival this past Saturday. Which I completely forgot about until I saw your Instagram post you and I was like, damn it. Fucked up. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, Heist uh, Brewing and well, I guess their Barrel Arts facility hosted the inaugural Night and Day Festival. Okay. Uh, what, 31 different breweries, about twice as many different beers. Uh, the only rules were show up with two completely different styles. Oh, okay. So nice. Night and Day. It makes sense. Night and Day. Um. Yeah, that festival has a lot of daylight in between itself and like the next best beer festival that Charlotte's done. Wow, like that's awesome. it blew my socks off. The in what quality, way? Uh, the quality of the breweries that were there sure. and their offerings. Okay, I mean you can. I mean, I, I know you take Untapped with a grain of salt. Yep, but if you go through the list of what's on there, sure, it averages probably a four point three. I, I think sometimes we run into this problem locally where. Especially when it starts getting nice out, I, I think some of these breweries get like festival fatigue, mm-hmm. and you know everybody's coming to them wanting that something special, but they know it's just going to get lost in a sea of everything else. A smaller, more intimate, like thirty breweries, you could probably bring something really neat and, yep. and like that. You know, it's it's like even probably smaller than Black and Blue, I would imagine, isn't it? Oh, probably about the same size. I think. Okay. Yeah, Still. I was I was about to ask so how many. Breweries this, total. I mean, this just made its way onto the 
list that black and blue occupies where I don't miss it. Uh, they've really got to like completely fuck things up next year for me to not go year three. Awesome. So I, I loved it. I would assume at the new, it was at the new facility. Yep. Yep. Um, like food trucks, mm-hmm. things like that too. Yeah. They had cool. a few food trucks and it was outdoors, 60 degrees and partly cloudy. Yeah. Uh, it was just great weather. Uh, a little undersold. I know that they sold out VIP, but general admission was not at capacity. Okay. But I didn't wait in the line. Okay. I didn't. I mean, I, I cannot didn't wait. Didn't feel crowded, year. I would assume, because no, you're an outdoor no, venue. No, it was perfect. Okay. Like, I just, I don't have anything bad to say about it at all. Uh, other than people bringing their dogs, right? Other than people bringing their dogs to a beer festival. Please, Please. go. Okay, cool. I haven't gone on a rant in a minute. Um, why? Bringing end rant. <laughs> bring, bringing uh, dogs to like brewery tap rooms, I think, is one thing. Uh, I personally choose to leave my dog at home, but tap room, you know, whatever. Sometimes I'll bring Penny out, but a, a beer festival, like you're going to be standing around, you're going to have a sample glass in your hand all day. Yeah. Like, what? Are you going to do with your free hand? Tie it up with a, like, literally tie up your free hand with a leash yeah. and an animal that needs to, like, pee and poop. And, like, I just don't want to deal with a whole bunch of drunk people at a beer festival coming up and petting my dog. And that's what I was going to say. Like, like, it's just, there's so many things that can go wrong there. We, mm-hmm. We've all been to beer festivals and. Especially towards the end, you know what it typically yeah, del- devolves time. into. Yeah, it's garbage fucking time. Your dog's gonna get stepped on and yeah, fallen yeah. on. And yeah. I don't want that to happen. Like, I don't want to put my dog through that. And I don't want to put like somebody else through getting bitten by a dog that didn't want to be petted. Yeah. So just you're Yeah, that you're I there mean, for four hours, like if you need to get a, a dog sitter or somebody to stop hours? by, no, I mean, just to, just to come by and like let little Fido out for a potty break or something. But, but why in the world would you want to like occupy both of your hands like that for four hours? Yeah. So as the, uh, the lone, uh, Oh, and then you have to drive. Yeah. See yeah. me, I lifted, but yeah. I'm not getting my damn car with a, with a dog or yeah. in a lift. So you've got to drive to and from. Yep. Like, yeah, that, that's just that there's, Bad news written all over that situation. I would love if somebody would. I mean, I I just genuinely want to know if anybody out there is listening that would think about taking their dog to a beer festival. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter at all the wells, please. I, I I would love to pick your brain. I you know as the the lone non dog owner amongst the three of us, um, I I I understand the idea of. You know, it's uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm going to go out. I'm going to take my dog with me. It's an exercise, you know. But I'm going to sit at a table, and they're going to curl up next to me and should be fine. I mean, you know, maybe a little barking here or there. But for the most part, you know, most most dogs at a brewery, no big deal. Because you're stationary. You're just kind of sitting there hanging out, and they're just hanging out with you. No big deal. But, like, at a festival? Yeah. Yep. You, you draw the line. Like, I wouldn't bring a that- kid to a beer festival. That's weird. Like... Because then you've got to, again, keep up with the stroller. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even like taking my dogs out to, like, restaurants that have look, patios look, or breweries. You don't like going out yourself, so... <laughs> well, I don't. That's true. But yeah. I also know my two monsters and how they would behave, and I'd be mortified that somebody would... They'd bite somebody yeah. or something would happen. Well, okay, and so, like, were there a lot or just a couple? 
single digits, okay. but and more that, than matches, five. That matches kind of what I would would have assumed because I feel like, especially from what I've observed at breweries, there are the people who take their dogs everywhere, and like for them, it's no big deal. Their dogs are well behaved. It's you can just tell. And right. Plus, this thing was outdoors, so sure, yeah. Then you've got the people who have a dog as an accessory to get noticed. And I feel like those are probably the people that are taking them to a festival because, you know, you guys as common sense dog owners would say, there's just no reason for me to take my dog. This is nothing but a train wreck. I'm not yeah. going to do it. Yeah. Some, something has to trigger in somebody's head that says it makes sense for me to bring my dog. It ain't me. So don't do it, folks. Yeah, no shit. But other than that, you would recommend oh, oh, yeah. going like, yeah, yeah, I'm, it, I'm back next year. I, I failed to look at the ticket price. Is it fairly reasonable? Uh, $50 for three hours. There was a, okay. for $30 more, the VIP, which got you our early entry, a commemorative t-shirt, and a mixed four-pack of the four beers that Heist released that day. Oh, wow. Okay. So, that's not bad. I mean, it's that's probably a $40, yeah. you know, goods deal, yeah. plus the additional hour, but... Yeah. At the same time, like, I, I think it's worth it from that point. But the other end of the coin, like, I just don't know how much I would have enjoyed drinking for five hours. Four was just fine well, with some so of those beers. There's this crazy thing that happens, too, at a festival. <clears throat> when you get to that fourth hour, you can just leave. You oh, no. don't have to stay the whole time. So no. if you go an hour early, you could leave an hour early. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> It's possible. Logic. I know, right? <sighs> Let me help you out with the math. Well, math be hard. Mm-hmm. Math be hard, y'all. Yeah, but then I would miss the hot garbage. Yeah, because I... Yes, because that, again, sometimes like, why am I sticking just, around like, for that? sit back and just watch. It's, it's great. It can be. So things that aren't going so great for Miller Coors or oh, whatever man. you want to call them. Oh, boy. It sounds like they're hitting the eject button, but they're not, but they kind of are. So long story short... They are going to cut about 500 jobs. Bye. They are rebranding themselves, which we'll get to in just a second. Okay, okay. And this is all just due to declining beer sales. You know, things are starting. The bubble is bursting. Oh, and they're moving, they're closing their Denver office. Yes, they're closing their Denver office and and shifting all that to to Chicago. (laughs) Shit taco. So, uh, number one, like I just said, they're going to cut about four to 500 jobs, which is about a 3% workforce reduction. Uh, like we just mentioned, they're going to be moving their office from Denver. They're going to shut that down to Chicago. Sure. They are going to be rebranding and now are going to be known as Molson Coors Beverage Company. Okay. So, same letters, same everything else. We're just calling it beverage instead of brewing because we don't actually brew White Claw. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, there's no laws when you're drinking claws. So you're going to want to do a damn white claw episode. I sure you? am not. I, uh, you know, it's, what's what's interesting. Uh, a couple shows back we were, there was an article about how like white claw was like out of stock everywhere. And it was like the high demand, blah, blah, blah. Literally was at the teeter this weekend. And there was white claw singles like on the clearance rack. Because it's the basic bitch flavors. They got all kinds of flavors, Jeffrey. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. you, that was that just like plain white claw? Yeah, that was just basic bitch gotcha. white claw. I gotcha. You, you gotta get the real stuff. All right, my bad, my bad. I'm, you're right, you're I'm, right. not, I'm not down with the claws, so I don't... <laughs> 
I mean, one claw, two claw, three claw, sure, but you know. I saw a photoshopped uh, pumpkin spice white claw thing, and like for a second. Are you second, sure it was photoshopped? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Are you positive? I'm 100% because I looked it up. I thought, like, we have hit the end times. When it, oh, wait, that's not real. Oh my God! If that happens next year, it's over. No, it I mean, will. like we made the same joke about not your father's everything, you know. So I mean, how long before not your father's white claw root beer? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that just stop and thinking about that for a second? No, that's what all of this started from was from that stupid fucking thing, and it's all going to come back full circle. Alternative it's all going to come back. Yeah, it's all going to come back full circle, and they'll go through, and white claw will come through, and they'll try to exhaust all the options that everybody else has. Yeah, and then yep. they'll sit there and they'll go, "Well, we shot our wad. Now what?" Well, you, you went too fast. There's a reason McDonald's only brings back the rib once or twice a year. And the Number shamrock one, it's shake. nasty. Number two, if they have it out all the time, you won't want it anymore. Yeah, and the shamrock shake. Got to get that too, man. Ice cream machine's down. <laughs> False. There is no ice cream machine. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, and this is something we've talked about quite a, fit, quite a bit over the past, God, six years. Well... Over the past two years, specifically since the AB purchase and all that stuff happened on the Molson Coors side of the house, they have been putting money into like CBD companies and kombucha. I can't, can't wait to see what that looks like. Well, we talked about that last couple of shows ago. Remember, it was the world's first hopped kombucha, and we were like, get fucked. Except it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Except for it's not. Get fucked. So, you know, stupid shit like that. So that's probably the main reason why they're rebranding to the Beverage Co. part of this. You're making funny faces now. I don't I don't like I don't no, like No, no, I'm just you you like set me up because you drink so much faster than me and then I'm looking at you pouring and I'm which like one, oh God, which one's now, the bad one? Which one's the bad? Now one? I don't want to It's not it's not bad. I'm just I'm, you know, it's it's intense. Okay, fair. And, uh, and like then their stock of course fell down about 3.69%. What do you mean nice. about? <laughs> nice. Yeah, about three point six nine seven three two five percent, give or take. Uh, at rounding up, following all of this news, so that that's kind of the big, big takeaways from this is that number one, like I said, rebranding. Number two, corporate offices are moving, um, layoffs are coming, and they're probably going to continue to happen. So, in other words, they're looking at reevaluating where they're at. How long do you recall uh, has it been since Molson got Coors back? Or, or however you want to say it. Like, you know, there was part of that AB had to divest. It was like course. two years ago, I think. I thought. So, you know, maybe it's, half, a, maybe it's a little overdue. Ago. It's usually about a year in, but it's not at all surprising. They may be consolidating some job roles. That may be some of that 500 in there as well. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, or maybe 50%. I don't know. It's hard to say for sure. But, you know, that could definitely be part of what's going on there. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's tough for some of these companies because they feel like they have to hold on to all of these brands. Yeah. But then there's no focus. You yeah. got so much out there on the shelves and you're like, well, you know, we're because of the volume they're looking at when something underperforms even 1%, that's a huge swing. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Big time. if you're not focusing on, you know, your commercials with the, you know, ice train or whatever it is, you know, people are going to quit thinking about you and go drink something else. I mean, there's a lot of competition out there, you know, they had an especially like kind of tone deaf posts go out over their social media over the weekend. Like, come on, it's Saturday. You're not out job hunting. Like just enjoy a nice like Miller Coors product. And somebody's like, except for the 500 people that you just laid <laughs> off. off. Like, Gah! yikes. 
But this headline was just what grabbed my attention. Molson Coors taps out on beer. We'll change focus and name. Like, ah, whatever. I'll give it to him. I I liked it. But shoot. I I just... mm. Well, I mean, you know, Jeff and I working in the world that we work in, like, a lot of this is not that surprising when you look at how big these companies are and they have all of these little brands underneath of them that eventually duplicate roles are going to start to get weeded out and somebody's staring at a spreadsheet long enough and goes, you know... Well, as you're doing the same role that this guy's doing, and you're doing it for half the price, so this other fuck's gone. Yeah, it's the way it is. Yeah, I mean, it's the world of business. We could really save a lot of money if we just did this one thing. I was reading an article online. I saw it. I saw it. And, you know, too, the other part of this, which was kind of funny, and I, I should have grabbed the article, and I, I forgot to do it, but, you Why know. the hell didn't you? You, th- you think about Coors, and it's kind of, what is it? what is its nickname? Coors, the silver like, think bullet. About, think the about, silver bullet. Think about banquet beer. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And that like the Rocky Mountain something or another, or one of them is. That was, uh, yeah, because it was like. Uh, I mean, like their whole tagline is taste the Rockies. Yeah, there you go. Except for those 500 people that they just laid off. Well, and, and not only to. that, but now taste you're. Taste the Windy City? Yeah, taste the Windy City, I Oh, guess. man, I would pass. That blows. <laughs> taste the L train to us. <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't see that rebranding working well in, in, in that regard. I don't either. But I mean, they yeah. even had the whole uh, what was it? The bottles or the cans that would turn blue when they were cold enough. Mm-hmm. It is now cold enough you can't taste it. it Drink is, away. It is mountain activated. Now you could, yeah. Maybe they, yeah. Moving to Chicago, they should come up with a beer called Three One Two. Right? <laughs> no free ideas. No free ideas. But yes. Except I mean, that. just like an, throw another log on the fire that burns between them and Budweiser. Yeah, why, why not? Why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. So we see, we keep talking about the rise of hard seltzer. I mean, it, it mentions in this. And sure, that segment is taken off. But I don't really see that as beer drinkers stop drinking beer and go to hard <clears throat> seltzer. What it seems like non-beer drinkers that suddenly have like, oh, here's a, a something for me that isn't wine or liquor. Yeah. What I've noticed is the people who would normally grab a suitcase of light beer of choice are now reaching for some of these seltzers. Um, I literally saw a lady pull out a, a pack of Coors Light and put it back in and grab uh, White Claws. You know cool i guess you know it's it's like you know we are all there was that big trend for a long while about having your lacroix or lacroix yeah you know yeah i mean you know you gotta gotta have that and you gotta have all the special flavors to your point you yep. know and now i can do that and it's got alcohol in it because i mean like seriously adding you know vodka or tequila to uh <laughs> a can of seltzer water is like super difficult it you know? is really hard really hard almost um, impossible well and all right so i i was thinking about this with oh shit the, the the whole seltzer bullshit and everything else and, and the fact that they're saying the beer sales have declined. Why did they not pump up Terrapin after all of this was said and done and they got Terrapin back kind of fully? Why did they not pump them up to be their Goose Island? I don't... That's a good question. I don't know. Like, you would because, have thought that's because what... I mean, if it was me... They're not on the same level, man. That's what I would have done, though. Like, I would have... 
been like, we're going to put barrel facilities here. You guys are going to release some barrel-aged beers. Yeah, it's you gonna are be going to become our fucking Goose Island. Terrapin versus Goose Island, yeah. the, the proxy battle of the century. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do it. I totally would have made sense. Now now there's going to be, Terrapin's going to be making barrel-aged hard seltzer. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Copyright 2019 Crap Beer Cast. I, yeah, I want to see the first person to do a barrel-aged hard seltzer. Like... Yeah, so we took all this water and dumped the sugar in it and fermented it and then aged it in bourbon barrels for a while I mean, with some flavor. Like, call me crazy here, but could you not take like a fruited seltzer and throw it in like a red wine barrel? Sure. Yeah. Why couldn't you? I mean, it would do something is my point, right? I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not crazy. When is the... So I was just talking about the Night and Day Beer Festival. Mm-hmm. When is there going to be the first hard seltzer festival? I don't think it'll be When that, is there going to be a hard seltzer festival in Charlotte? I don't oh, I don't God. know. I think there'll be somebody that tries to pull that off. It's like a Habsy with like ciders or something. But I don't know that that... Like it has a draw, but I don't think it has a draw for the festival goer. And I could be completely wrong. Uh, I don't know. I mean, depending on who you market your festival to. That's fair. I mean, some folks want to go and, you know, sample a whole bunch of really elite beers. And some people just want to get shit faced. Yeah. So. Well, then that's called, hey, guess what? You just pay 20 bucks coming to a bar. All you can drink for well, two hours. Yeah. Still. That's that's just me. Uh, <clears throat> so a couple of last things wrapped up with this. So. They are looking at this as a very long-term project. They're calling 2020 a transitional year. So there are going to be more changes. Are they, are they going to be disruptive in the marketplace? They are, totally. As they disrupt the marketplace, uh, more things will probably happen. We'll probably see more corporate synergies happen and more layoffs happen. And we'll see more changes coming. But He's really trying to fit all the buzzwords in. I am. And, you know, who the fuck knows? Like... Maybe, God, wouldn't this be a terrifying future if somehow Boston Beer got big enough to come swoop in what the skeleton was of Molson Coors? I don't know that. I, I mean, like, they can be in trouble, but I still think they're on such a big scale that it's, yeah. it's not like them being in trouble is like, you know. It's different than other people's trouble. It's it's like you know, it's like you know when you when you uh, go to reach in your pocket and pull out some loose change and a penny drops on the floor and you're like, eh, it's just a penny. Who cares? And then like you do the math and like for Bezos it'd be like dropping like hundred million dollars on the floor. You know, like scale can be important here. Perspective can be important. That's true. That's true. All right. So probably one of the worst kept secrets in the Charlotte scene. I've known about this for a long time. Yeah, I think that, that rumor mill churned hard on this one. Yeah, it churned really hard. Uh, Sycamore is selling or is actually already sold their current production facility, you know, their current brewery. Hang on. Hang oh, on. I'm sorry. Their current, their current South End facility. Their South their End facility. Their original tap room yeah, facility. Yeah, there, there we go. And we'll be moving it to basically next door when there is a 16-story tower. Not basically place. next door. Next door. Yeah. So this developer has bought land next door to Sycamore's existing facility. Uh, they bought it for $12 million, and they are developing it into this 16-story building that Sycamore will op- occupy the, uh, the lower portion of this. Now, now, once that's all built, Sycamore will just move next door because they've already sold their current building to yes. the same developer. Yes. I mean, 
I'm not going to lie. That's about as smooth of a transition as you could possibly ask for. Oh, yeah. We moved next door into a big, brand new, shiny facility. Like, this is somehow better than old Mecklenburg, you know, just yeah. moving to the end yeah, of the street. Yeah, Cotty's This is moving next weapons. door. Yeah. Um, and not only that, they're pretty much getting paid to do it. Oh, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, terms are undisclosed as of. But considering the property next door just sold for $12 million, Yeah. It's safe to say it's at least in that ballpark. Yeah. I mean, even if it was like, let's just say for giggles, half of that. Let's just say it's six. <laughs> you know, depending That's, on what they were paying beforehand, you know, I mean. I believe they uh, owned it outright they, now. Oh, well, then there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, I th- I'm pretty sure they bought it outright. So they got paid. I, you know. Five like, Ds. Like, like them or not, they, they have done some smart moves. I'm going to go with not. I'm not even. Not they even just uh, they celebrated their five year anniversary this past weekend. It's been I, five fucking years, I know. really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they up, opened uh, on November first. So cool. Um, but yeah, it's been five years, and uh, hey, more power to them. It man. was it was a really difficult call for me to go to the night and day festival versus Second Wars fifth anniversary party, especially considering not only would I am I missing out on Sycamore's beer, uh, I would be missing out on Sycamore's cider. Uh, the Wild Blossom brand. I would be missing out on Sycamore's Coffee, what the hell ever they're calling that. And they are rolling out their own hard seltzer line. I'll give them credit. I like the name, but Bubs. Yeah. So yeah. cool. At which point is Sycamore going to just become Sycamore Beverage Company? Because Probably when Molson buys them. Shh. It'll be better time. I mean, no, nobody's gotten picked up in a while. They're growing a lot. They're in all those segments. I mean, yeah. I mean, really look, this rendering is like, oh my god! Yeah, it's really good, uh, and that yeah. building is shit I'm ugly. Just, I'm just looking at that. Just you know, like honestly, I'm glad that looks like office space and not more freaking apartments. Yeah, true. yeah, that's that's true. Although it's sometimes hard to tell anymore what's what. <laughs> when that much, least that the, much windows, that's got to be office. Yeah, no, I, they've specifically that said or it's, it's going to be an office voyeur space, housing. But, I don't know. Whoa! It's you're like if you're an exhibitionist, this is the place for you. Hey, hey, by the hour motel. Which I bet their clientele, some of them would enjoy. Whatever. Good for them. Yeah, hey. Speaking of other breweries that I used to think really highly of and uh, don't really think much of anymore. Hey, Lagunitas. They're closing their Portland tap room. And is it really a tap room or is it more kind of like a hangout space? Well... I mean, that kind of looks like a tap room to me. Well, they called it the community space. It did have Lagunitas employees. It did have some Lagunitas beer there, but their main purpose for this was for nonprofits to rent it out to be able to host events. Sure. Yeah, with, with no room fee, and you would just pay for... Your beers and yeah. shit like that. And they just unceremoniously closed the doors on this with no warning to anybody and said... Hey, sorry, your events are done, son. Again, sorry somebody- that we have 40 events through the rest of the year. They, no, you don't. And uh, all our employees are fired. Yeah. Suddenly Susan in accounting says that we're spending what for what? We done. I'm surprised nobody looked and saw like we spent how much money for Lagunitas? Yeah. Yeah. That too. They're still trying to find ways to make that number work. <laughs> we got to shut this down. It's the only way. So... And of course, it looks like, you know, 
Portland is upset. Well, Portland and Oregon in general is upset because a bunch of places like it was a bunch of places I didn't know and quite frankly didn't care about. But I guess a bunch of places like shuttered, just shuttered over the weekend, like five or six different breweries just closed. And oh, wow. Open like coincidentally. Like, yeah. Wow. Like all coincidentally. Wow. Wow. It had been there for like, you know, nine, ten plus years. And they're just like, can't can't do this anymore. Which, you know, goes to show you that. You get a town, especially Portland's not big, like it's size wise and people wise, like, you know, the name of it, but it's not like a big metropolitan sprawling city. Right. I mean, they have an NBA team, but that means nothing. Cleveland has a football team. All right. I know. I'm just saying like it's it's big enough to support a professional sports team. Barely. But their breweries per capita is nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. We've talked about it before. Like, they are, like, one of the highest. But And, again, you know, it kind of goes back to the conversation we have over and over and over and over again about new beer releases. You got these old breweries that have been around for a while, and suddenly some new body comes in. Everybody wants to go there because it's the new thing, and they're doing something that nobody else is doing. We've got to go there. And then some of these older breweries, if they're – they're stretched thin in their budget. They're going to have to figure out how to make ends meet. And that means shuttering some stuff, unfortunately. Maybe they thought that the good times were going to go on forever. Maybe they expanded too much. And, you know, somebody a little bit smaller and more nimble comes in that can adjust more to market realities. Like, yep. that isn't carrying as much legacy debt. Like, yeah. Well, and I would say, I mean, we've talked about this with the dudes from Divine Barrel. And in this city, eventually, we are going to start to see where these breweries are not going to be able to afford their leases anymore. But at the same, I mean, that's true, but still don't talk to me about a bubble. Well, no, 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 no. no. That's, not, but that's different. That's a different bubble. I'm yeah. just talking about we're out of land. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there is no more land. We can't make new land. Not everybody is going to be fortunate like Sycamore was to, to have own their gotten shit. in at the right place at the right time yep. five years ago before yeah, that place got super hot. There was. And I I venture they made that street hot. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, because I mean, when, before that was there, it was just good bottle. And it, but it, what, what starts happening? But even you, like five minutes away from there, like. Hawkins Street was quiet. Well, yeah, or that, yeah, yeah. that street that they are on was yeah. No, 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 no. But it's this weird thing where you know they're building all of this housing around the light rail, which also happens to have a lot of the breweries around it, mm-hmm. and it's this desirable place. So they build nicer facilities, which they're then going to charge more for, which then is going to drive the cost of everything up, and then the developer is going to look and say, "I would like to make more money. I'm going to raise your rent." Yep. And these breweries are going to look at it and go like, it doesn't make sense for us to stay here anymore. And then what happens? I yeah. Mean, you know, my hope would be that they would be able to find the next new place to go to. Yes. But then that takes them out of, <clears throat> you know, that center hub, if you will, of, of Charlotte where they're on the light rail. I mean, you know, somebody that's on or you know, well, like is a second more on a train stop. They're not at a stop. No, but they're. In close. between walking okay. distance, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, if you took somebody who was on a stop or close to a stop, like like Sycamore is, and you suddenly move them away from all of that, I mean, that could destroy their business. Yeah, potentially, you're absolutely right. Or they move in next to somebody else, like town, and crush them. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, yeah, the, the <clears throat> you know, all all of this closing that's been happening all over the 
country. I'm I'm not forecasting anything yet, but the way that real estate is in this city, all of a sudden, the next five years are going to get real fucking interesting for... 2020 is going to be super interesting. Who can actually afford to stay around in some of these places? Yeah. These new spots that are opening up that have these beautiful tap rooms in a prime location. I mean, you have no choice but to be super successful right away. I think it's going to drive some people to make some poor decisions. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Some people get all caught up in the glitz and the glamour. Don't focus on the bottom line. Yep. Whoops. <laughs> well, that was a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> way to bum us all out, Jeff. Womp, womp, womp. Same th- with you, Loganitas, you pieces of shit. Just closing a p- place where nonprofits could have parties. and That's four different, 40, sorry, 40 different nonprofit fundraisers. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. All right, are we ready for break? Let's do it. Yeah. We'll be back at 30. It's time for Buy No Buy. Wells, how does that work? Pretty simple. We've been drinking beer throughout the show. We're going to tell you what you think in the simplest way possible. Are we're we going to buy this or not? going to tell you what not? you think. Let's, let's tell everybody what they think. I heard it too. It's okay. I caught it. Oh, whatever. I mean, we, that's kind of what we do. We're just a bunch we'll of opinionated. We we're a bunch of opinionated assholes. We yeah. tell you what to think. Yes. What's up first? Yes. All right. Uh, <clears throat> first up, a, uh, a new beer from Old Mac. A new season, not a season, a new uh, year-round beer. Uh, okay. It's been out uh, a couple months, mainly in the tap room. They've started packaging. It's supposed to be getting more distribution, um, I think, in this last week. So you should start seeing this around You know your local uh, Mega Marts here in Charlotte. Uh, this is the 704 Hoppy Weed Ale. 704. It's not 312. It's 704. Uh, which honestly, you know, Ryan made the point we were hanging out with him talking about this. Uh, super surprised that this was even available. Like, how has nobody in this town thought, hey, we should do something like 312, but do it 704, you know, like it is around here? Yeah, yeah, I'm shocked. Kind of weird. But um, yeah, it's Hoppy Weed Ale, um, Mandarina, Bavaria, and Laurel Hops. Uh, it's nice, it's refreshing. You know, I look forward to this when it gets hot again. Um, but it's still good now. So I'm going to buy on this one. Wells? I was surprised by how light it was, but also how kind of enjoyable it was. So I could see myself getting in the good amount of this next summer. Uh, I'm going to buy. Josh? I'm a sucker for hoppy wheat beers. Always have been. Always will be. When they're done well, they're done amazingly well. When they suck, they suck. This doesn't suck. I'll buy it. You know, and it's one of those things where Old Mac doesn't have a what you call hoppy beer. I mean, right. yes, they have hops in their beers, but not like a hoppy, hoppy beer, right? This is pretty out there for them, but it's still pretty good. Next beer up. It's a Chuck beer. Mm-hmm. Where's, yeah. the, where's our clacks on? Yeah, I know. I, I, I didn't have it ready this time. Um, wow. So I, I'm reading this because I make, make sure I say this right. Um, 
Okay, I think the brewery is Pretoria Fields Collective, and this is their Walker Station Stout, uh, which, reading the back of the can, it talks about they grow barley, wheat, hops, and various fruit organically on the farmland. I don't know how much of that goes into this, but... Um, you know, it's just uh, it's just a, a actually a fairly pleasant, just straight up plain Jane Stout. Um, that was pretty good. I liked it. Wells, I mean, you're right. It is a straight up pleasant plain Jane Stout, but you know, I'm not really reaching for average, so I'm a no buy. Josh, if oh. I was stuck in beer purgatory. I would probably snag one of these. Um, otherwise, no, not necessarily. So I guess I'm going to have to know by it on that principle, but it is still an actual well-made, not not adjuncted to fuck, just plain mm-hmm. assed out. Yep. So, you're, so you're putting a Chuck tax on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a Chuck tax. It would have been that. a buy, but it's from Chuck, so yeah. it's a no buy. Okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. I mean, like I said, it's it's, it's good. It's well-made. It's balanced. It's, it's not adjuncted to fuck. Sometimes it's great to just have one of those like yeah. that, but when you can get better stuff local, yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up, uh, Kettleworks Brewing out of Missoula, Montana. Uh, we've had their cold smoke scotch ale before. It is a uh, favorite of Josh and I's. Um, they started putting coffee in it. So they sent out a coffee variant of it. Um, you know, it's not overpowering. It's not like, you know, 30 pounds of espresso, anything like that. It's just a nice uh, complimentary flavor in there for me. I really liked it. Uh, I like regular cold smoke. I like this one just as well. I would buy each of them equally. Buy for me. That was some nice coffee. Um, got a little bit of a creaminess to it. I, I like this beer, so I'm going to buy it. I think it's the uh, Scotch Ale giving that creaminess, or do you think there's something else in there? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't recall having the base cold smoke before, so kind of hard to yeah, say fair enough I'm just kind of commenting on what i'm getting yeah this one uh is from my buddy scott up in spokane so thanks scott he, he knows how much i love the cold smoke so yeah. when it's cold smoke season he's usually good to me where are you josh so you were here for it uh i just yeah we've done enough fucking beers on the show it's it's hard to keep up i know i mean i've only had what like <sighs> god oh over a thousand sweet a thousand no big deal yeah yeah hey we haven't updated maybe we'll do that the end we haven't updated totals in a while oh uh, t- yeah okay yeah why not it's been it's been a while uh we fell in love with the spear originally like I, all of us were gushing over how good it was and especially because chris was still with us at that point we're fucking scotch ale nerds to begin with and then now you put coffee in it and it's just like holy shit this takes this thing up to another fucking level indeed it is fantastic indeed big buy next beer up uh, next beer up, uh, another beer from Scott. Wasn't real sure what to make of this one, but this is uh, Aslan Brewing from the uh, Bellingham, Washington area. This is uh, Satan's Airport. Dallas. Huh? Dallas. Dallas, Fort Worth. That's Satan's Airport. Or uh, technically, really, it should be Denver because, you know, of all the weird art, but DFW is a weird, terrible airport. Never go there. I don't, uh, I can't really tell. I'll put some right there. Oh, I got you, Van. Um, an imperial milk stout with coffee. This is the one I was making faces at because it is, um, especially after that cold smoke, which is like nice and smooth and caramely and velvety. And then you get into this and it's um, old. Maybe that's it. I mean, it definitely had much more of a punch to it. I mean, 
just it's a milk stout, dude. It's okay yeah. for you to not like it. When I, when I think about a, a coffee milk stout, my mind immediately goes to strongman. I think I just like strongman more. I think I like the coffee in it better. So uh, it's a no buy for me on this one. Wells, uh, I think there's a big difference in going from the coffee on a canned on nine twenty five nineteen versus one eight. Uh, this coffee's starting to go green. Uh, I would have liked to see this a little bit better fresh, but as it stands right now, I'm going to know by this on age. Guess I'm being ageist. You are. You old motherfuckers. <laughs> you old motherfuckers. Josh. Yeah, this one. And having Strongman out there definitely kind of... It's so good this year, too. It is, is it? ridiculously good I this year. I haven't oh, my goodness. And yeah, that, that kind of ruins a lot of other... Ruined coffee milk stouts for me and I'm not a big milk stout fan myself so yeah this one no buy uh, final beer up final beer up it's a Chuck beer but it's a Monday night <sighs> but it's a Monday night and not just a Monday night it's a Monday night garage beer um, which is their fancy um, experimental space where they do lots of barreling and what have you um, and this is called last will and testament this is a bourbon barrel aged English old ale. This is blend number one. Oh, oh, you just said lots of words there that I really enjoyed. Yep. Uh, Last Will and Testament is a straightforward, adjunct free English old ale that has been aging away in bourbon barrels for 14 months. Wells' favorite comment coming up here with Maris Otter as a backbone. Mm hmm. Hey, look, I'll overlook the backbone because you just said Maris Otter. Yep. This big ale has notes of caramel, raisin, and tobacco. Um, 12%. This is fantastic. I freaking love this beer. Big solid buy. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Well, I'll jump on the thank you, Chuck train. This was quite tasty. It doesn't need anything to excel except for 14 months in a bourbon barrel. Yeah, I mean, like... And a Maris Otter backbone. The more their stuff that... The more the garage stuff that we have, I just, like... I feel like an Atlanta trip is going to be my future before too long. And maybe a 2020 thing. Damn, that stuff's good. Josh, where are you on this? He hates it. No buy. All yeah. right, so... <laughs> dump it, dump it, dump it. Dump it down now. Man. In my mouth. <laughs> this is fan-fucking-tastic. This is... Oof, it's so good. This is the one we're going to be fighting over in a little bit. Yeah. Because Josh is going to be like, hoping we ignore it so that he can have the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of not the way it's going to go down. Yeah, probably not. That's all right. I mean, there's there's some other good ones here. that, But indeed. I mean, I'm already going to fucking tap this bitch because yeah. it's that fucking good. Yeah, seconded. Third. And I feel bad for the cold smoke, but... I, I mean, do too, but this like, has got everything I want. I mean, it's a fucking English barley wine that's barrel age. Where can you not yeah, not love this thing? So great. I mean, you could just hate yourself. And he does. I, yeah, I kind of do. It's okay. But man, this is fantastic. This was like... I took a couple sips, and then I kind of peeked over at the bottle and went, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. It's so good. Quite tasty. I need to check out Monday night as well. Yeah. Kind of have to give a a thank you to Chuck, I guess, for this. Yeah. I mean, you know, most of these garage beers, I think there's maybe been one that we weren't like super crazy about, but like everything else they put out has been just bonkers. It's been so good. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, you know, I can 
remember starting to hear about these guys a little bit and then like when when you and i were both kind of traveling down in that you know atlanta area and like i remember bringing back um uh, fuman brew Mm -hmm. was their wit beer and everybody loved that one you know and it was just like that was kind of the like oh yeah and the more of it we had the more we liked it It was they weren't all winners you know yeah but man i I mean more often than not they they fucking kill it yeah yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely want to get down there. All right, so I promised some updated stats. So yes. it's been a, been a minute since we've done this. And we still haven't 100% coded these from the early shows, right? Yeah, I mean, you're still like 50 behind, which means I just, you know. Well, I did also miss a month of the shows. Yeah, but we didn't have 50 beers while you were gone. Okay, well, I don't <laughs> know. You might have, for all I know. But uh Basically, right now, Jeff sits at 1762 with a 65.8% overall buy rating. Wells being a little bit newer, but still. A thousand? A thousand fucking beers. 1050. 1050. 1050 with 75.1. And what can I, I say? I'm just a very forgiving person. Or uh, y'all bought a whole bunch of stuff sight unseen before I got here. We, I, I think it is. I think especially go back and you look at the old shows. It is fair that back in the day we didn't have as much of an idea of what was necessarily good. Our selection wasn't as great. Yep. And then like Mark would come in with like thirty beers that he brought back from Florida, two of which were good. And he, you know, we'd go through them all. I was like, no buy, no buy, no buy, no buy, no buy. You know. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, and I'm sitting at seventeen thirteen with a sixty four point seven percent buy rating. So you're saying I need to slash Jeff's tires in two weeks so you can like start gaining on him? No, 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 no. no. Do you not think I'm not happy having the lowest buy rating? Come on, man. No, no. I was talking about your totals. Oh, you're looking kind of weak over well, there. Well, so what had happened was um, what had happened was. So the funny thing about keeping a spreadsheet is that when you decide there's more data you want to track you have to go back and edit the historical versions of that. And so I went through and I kind of remembered what I bought in NoBot, and I don't remember what Josh bought in NoBot, so I didn't go through and listen to all the old episodes. So I was coding my stuff because I was like, oh yes, I know I like that, I know I didn't like that. Whereas for Josh, I, you know, who knows? So yeah, I just, I just need to go back through and listen to the old You can just go shows. through and yeah, re-listen go, to the go old to the, cycle. Go to the end, yeah. And, and well, I, you know what else? Somebody they really wanted to could go out to craftbeercast.com and listen to all the old episodes and they could just email me josh at craftbeercast.com skip to the end all of the shit yeah skip through the news and just get to the buy no buy stuff and tell me what i've bought because everybody's listening right now Mm -hmm. they are they always are they all they all listen because they're waiting for me to talk about our patreon.com slash craftbeercast where you can go and support us they also want to hear about going to the uh, aforementioned craftbeercast.com our website with uh, our social media links, uh, you can email us, contact at craftbeercast.com. Uh, hit us up on the Twitters, at CBCast. And you can find all of the wells online. At all the wells. What about you, Josh? You can follow me on Twitter, at JoshCBC. Don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Give us news stories. Uh, you know, we've gotten some stuff this year, which we, we get it about yearly, which is fine. Hey, whatever. But... If you've got news stories you want us to cover, uh, that's always the first place I go when I'm kind of aggregating our news for the set of shows. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. We've said everything else, so we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Happy birthday.